Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to a very murderous episode of... Mutants. Players. And Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. Giselle. Yes. Now, this movie Uh that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. is very special to me. Is it? It is. Why? I love this movie. Okay. This movie called Serial Mom. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I've seen this movie multiple times. (laughs) 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 But I know it's your first time seeing this movie. Yeah. Uh, Until you suggested this movie for this episode, I had never seen this movie. I hadn't even heard of it, which... (gasps) Is shocking. That is shocking. I right? gasped. <laughs> I, uh, did you clutch your pearls? I felt like you. What <laughs> <laughs> my fifty pairs of pearls? Uh, naturally, naturally. <laughs> but yes, I had not even heard of this movie. You suggested it. I looked it up, and I thought, how how is this possible? Because everything about this is amazing. And so, yeah, I watched it, and I love it so much. Yay! Oh my God. I mean, it is. I mean, guys, if you haven't seen Serial Mom, it is it stars Kathleen Turner, yes, Sam Waterston, yes, Ricky Lake, Matthew Lillard, oh and it's directed by John Waters. John Waters, everyone, it's so good. So, in case you're wondering, what is the plot of a John Waters movie that would be called Serial Mom? It's about this perfect wife and mother. Played by Kathleen Turner. She's the kind that looks out the windows and sees the birds chirping. She makes fruit salad for her children. She doesn't let gum in her house. She is the perfect mom. She wow. is. She is. She really she is. is. Yeah. She's, end of sentence. End of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> she also kind of kills people occasionally, but it's okay, guys. It's okay. I mean, you know, like, we're not all perfect. Right? Every, everyone has their bad days. Everyone has their bad days. I love her so much. However, I have some little, like, information about the pre-production notes. Okay. So Waters suggested other actresses for the role of Beverly, which is shocking to me because I'm like, Kathleen Turner's perfect and you're insane. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, However, he did suggest Meryl Streep. Okay. Kathy Bates, <gasps> which also would have been amazing. Oh I'm God. sorry. <laughs> I oh. love Kathy Turner, though. Yeah. Oh, and Glenn Close. Shut the fuck up. So all three of those would have been great. Yeah. I lean more towards Kathy Bates or Glenn Close, but Kathleen Turner's hands down the winner. I would be lying if I said I didn't want to hop into those alternate realities where each of them got that role and see their version of it. Totally. Kathleen Turner is fucking amazing. She's so good because she does such a good job of being that I, you know, idyllic 1950s sweet, caring, lovely wife and mother. But then you see that little twinkle in her eye and that little twitch of the eyebrow. Like you're on my list. Yeah, you're gonna. It's really great because this movie seems to be based in a time of nothing. Like you don't know when. Like I'm like, well, I mean, they kind of date it because it's like Ted Bundy and every, right. you know, like all those things had happened. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. this is after that. I mean, it's definitely nineties. Uh, you know, right, right, obviously, but like also, she's just so in her own time, which is like so John Waters, right? Absolutely, it definitely feels like it's in this time capsule where there are shades of the 1950s, 1940s in there where everything is so lovely and perfect, and Ozzy and Harriet, and let's listen to the birds chirping, oh, wee, 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 and 
Oh my God. We will talk about that right. moment. But like one of my favorites. Oh my God. She's so psycho. It's great. So like she's delivering on a level that I'm like, I don't know if anyone would have, anyone else would have been down for chewing this machinery. Exactly. Like, I think Kathleen Turner. Oh, I'm turning in a performance. Oh, Are yeah. you ready? Here we go. Exactly. And, yeah. and like that point you just made, she totally taps into that timelessness with her character, like her demeanor, even her posture, the way she walks around and is affectionate with her family. It's just this, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it's like, I, I know what you're saying. It's in this time capsule where even though it is the 1990s, when this movie was made, she's like from this other era of perfection. Yeah, it's a real it's a real good time. If you haven't if you guys haven't watched this, turn this off, watch it, come yeah, back, no. and rejoin us the convert and talking about really it because awesome. it's such a fucking great movie. So I don't remember the first time I saw this movie, but I think it was probably when I was living at home, probably like maybe middle school or high school. I don't know what my mom was thinking, but but it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> probably borrowed it from the library, probably watched it on VHS. But I mean I love this movie and I've seen it I think I've paid for it multiple times to watch. So I really just, I should just buy it at this point, but um, probably will never learn my lesson, but it's so, it's so good. I mean, Mm -hmm. every once in a while, I'm just like, you know what? I really need to watch one more time. Serial mom. It's that movie. (laughs) It's your go-to. It's one of my Mm go-tos. It is. Um, So. Yes. Do we want to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. So I love the opening, though, oh. where they're like the, the, the captions come up and it says, this film is a true story. This screenplay is based on court testimonies, sworn declarations, and hundreds of interviews conducted by the filmmakers. Some of the innocent characters' names have been changed in, in interest of a larger truth. <laughs> so I love this choice that this is, in fact, a documentary. Like, this is a recreation of something that happened. It's so good. No one involved in the crimes received... <laughs> Any form of financial compensation. <laughs> so you guys know. <laughs> Just FYI, yeah. they're all in jail. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we open on like idyllic suburbia, oh. uh, and like this garbage truck is pulling up, and like these garbage men are waving at Kathleen Turner through the window. Oh god! And then I just wrote Ricky Lake. Matthew Lillard, Sam Watterson, like, I, every time. <laughs> I, I, I get that. That's how I felt watching it. Oh, my God. All these people are in this movie. Ah! Yeah. I know. It's so exciting. Yeah, it really is. And this establishing shot is perfect because everything down to the original score of the movie, it's a, an excellent job of portraying this tone and atmosphere of everything is perfect. You have this lovely orchestral music playing with her waving at the garbage man because, of course, she's this perfect citizen. Just, just yeah. perfect. Nice to everyone. And she okay. tur- she turns around with her, well, to the people who deserve it. Because I, I, I'm like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> nice to the people who deserve it in yeah. her in her mind. <laughs> and, of course, she turns around and her hair fluffs and a lovely, happy attitude and demeanor. It's this. It's so disgustingly sweet and saccharine. It's perfect. It's perfect. So she's really distracted by a fly at the beginning. So she gets like this fly swatter and everyone's talking about like this murder, this murderer. And she's just like, Oh, that's nice or whatever. And then she's like, we're talking about a murderer. And she goes, everyone has a bad day. (laughs) (laughs) And the way she says it so, so offhandedly is perfect. (laughs) We all have our bad days. Yeah. Not a big deal. Um, uh, So Kathleen like makes her daughter spit out her gum. And I'm like, but that's it's funny because it's like, 
it's needed because we need to establish that she doesn't like people chewing gum in her house. Mm -hmm. But also, like, wouldn't her daughter know that by now? You know, it's there to just establish how she is that mom. So they do a really nice job of, like, establishing kind of who these characters are, like, you know, stereotyping them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Ricky is like, Ricky Lake, you guys, is boy obsessed. (laughs) Um, Matthew Lillard loves horror flicks. And, um, And her husband is like this stick in the mud kind of mm-hmm. dorky dentist guy. Yeah. And like, it, got it. You kind of clocked them all right away. Yeah. Like, it's, uh-huh. it, it's great. It's, yeah. It's like you're, it's, I assume what you would imagine if you think of your stereotypical 1990s family, like even like more, I would even say a little more 1950s actually, because yeah. it's a nuclear household, the son and the daughter, a mar- a hetero married couple parent situation. And she's a stay at home mom. I yeah. mean, she's not going to work and she's staying, you know, like it's very like a lot of stereotypes, a lot of stereotypes. Yeah. Happen. Which is something John Waters plays with so well. So well. He's a rock star. Yeah. Um, so there's a knock at the door and the detective's aunts are there. And Chips asks, asks if there's a killer loose. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, she tells one of the cops that they're a gum-free house. So she makes him spit her, his gum out into her hand, which is insane. Um, and then the detectives tell Kathleen and Sam about Dottie, their neighbor, Rossini, being like obscene phone calls. <laughs> And gives them a note that Dottie also received of cutout letters that says, I'll get you, pussy face. <laughs> <laughs> Let me repeat that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For clarity. Yes, please. I'll get you, pussy face. Thanks. Okay, great. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Beverly's reaction to it. She's so offended. Like, her <laughs> womanly principles are offended. By it. Like, we don't even, I've never even said that word out loud. <gasps> Keyword? How dare you? <laughs> so offended her sense My of eyes. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, they don't let their son read it. And she says, she says, life doesn't have to be ugly, officers. Listen to the birds out there. Okay, okay, okay. I have to interject. When she says that, the way she walks to the window and extends her arm is so balletic. Like, it's so good. It's- and then she kind of just stares out at and these birds she, on a tree yeah, branch like she's waltzing over to the window like like snow white and just no like oh. fucking white in her own world yeah and she starts going like over and over <laughs> i wrote yikes <laughs> she loves those birds she does she does don't don't mess with birds. don't fuck with birds guys no, no not in front of beverly and I love the expression and exchange that happens between the two detectives who are just not used to this. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's this, though? What's yeah. happening? And that's so well done, just from a storytelling perspective, because that's us as the audience. You know, that's yeah. the audience. Oh, absolutely. You know, they're, they're, the, they're like the chorus members of, like, Shakespeare or yeah. something. Like, uh-huh. oh. Yeah, we don't know what's happening either. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Your reaction is appropriate. Okay. <laughs> just so you know. None of us are used to this. All her family is, but we're not. So Chip's friends, Chip is the son, played by Matthew Lillard's friends come to pick him up, and Scotty is looking at a porno magazine that has Betty Page on the cover, which drove me absolutely crazy. I was like, if 1994 was happening. But, or is it? Or is it a little bit 1950s? Ooh, yeah. ooh, 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 ooh. I'm like, 1950 again, what's happening? It's John Waters' land. It's a little bit of both at the same time. 
So Ricky says goodbye to one of the detectives, all flirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's hungry for the detective D. Oh my gosh. Little I teenage like- Ricky, like in this movie, wants that D. Oh, she wants all of the D. All, all of them. Like, I all love how every time she sees a cute guy, this really pretty music plays, and she literally flutters her eyes like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. She gets, like, a little grin. She looks over her shoulder. And, and like, then they really and they cool. always respond like, oh, hey. Oh, hey. So, so Birdie is introduced to detectives, and we're introduced to Birdie, and she's, like, dating Chip. And Birdie gives Ricky, who's Missy, anyway, don't worry about it, a Pee Wee Herman doll to sell at the flea market that she works at. So we're learning a lot about these characters quickly, which yeah. is great. Go John Waters for, like, building up who all these people are right away. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. We're like, got it. Great. Yeah. So Carl pulls up to pick up Missy. Carl's, like, this guy that Ricky likes. He's a douche. I get it. Haven't we all let a beefcake be a little douchey to us? Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Collective. We. 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 So Carl picks up, pulls up to pick up Missy, and he says, uh, oh, so like, Oh, Kathleen's like, oh, this is like you're, you know, you're going on a date. And he's like, oh, we're more like friends. And, I'm like, oh, what a and like, she's so pained. I just want to give her a hug. Like, it's okay, girl. We've all been there. It's okay. We've all been Really hard to watch. Um, and then the kids leave. Great. And then detectives talk about a weird, how weird, like what a weirdo Kathleen is. But the other younger one is like, oh, she's nice. And probably the most normal thing we'll see all day. <laughs> I'm like, nah. Smash ironic cut too. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathleen calling Dottie. On oh the yeah. Phone. So we've already established a little bit that there might be something a little bit off about Beverly. The whole fly scenario, her cavalier attitude towards the hillside strangler and whatnot. So Beverly decides to call her friend Dottie, and they do the classic split screen. Gotta love a good split screen oh, during so a good. phone call. Okay. Yet again, very 1950s, all about it. It made me very happy. Yeah, I was like, um, what's that? God. Oh, Bye Bye Birdie or something. Yes, yes. Hi, blah, blah. Have yes. you heard about it? Yeah. You guys know. Yeah, you don't exactly. know. I can't sing right now. But don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Don't make me. Don't make me. <laughs> okay, so Beverly is the prankster. She basically rips Dottie apart. And Dottie hangs up on her. And then one of, uh, like, Dottie's, like, Beverly's friends is, like, calling up to see her or whatever. We'll learn about her later. She's obnoxious. But upstairs, Beverly has called Dottie back, pretending to be the phone company. And, like, she's like, oh, I'm calling about the obscene phone caller. And Dottie asks for help. And Beverly asks her to say the exact words. And Dottie says, she's been calling me a cocksucker. And Rosemary, the neighbor, is, like, entering as Beverly hangs up. And she returns, like, a sewing kit to uh, Rosemary. And they're, like, talking about Dottie. And Beverly asks, who on earth would want to harass her? And this whole scene is so well done because when you see her harassing Dottie, first of all, Turner's performance. And this is going to be a statement. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't do any of it justice. Oh, no, no, mean, no, 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 no. Just, like, it's so great because she has such a sweet little appearance about her. And she's saying these vile things it's such a great juxtaposition because you have this insidious music playing while she's harassing Dottie cut to her neighbor coming over the birds are chirping la, 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 la. But yeah the whole thing is great and then her ending with 
you know, that, oh gosh, poor Dottie. It's like, yes, love it. Yeah. Yes, Beverly. So she like calls Dottie like every name in the book. A lot of, a lot of pussy, a lot of bitch, <laughs> a lot of cocksucker going on in this movie. And, but she also, Rosemary's like, oh, I heard yelling. And Kathleen's like, oh, it's that darn cable company. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the housewife having to deal with the cable company, like every stereotype. It's perfect. Yeah. I know. It's really good. So we cut to Dottie in the garden and Beverly sees her from the car. And they wave to each other. And we have, like, this great little flashback to a parking lot and Dottie mm. stealing a spot out from Beverly. Mm. So, And it's great because the expression on Beverly's face is, you're on my list. Yeah. You're, like, gonna, you're going down, Dottie. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty shitty thing to do. So I'm not saying she did it to herself, but... But you are. But you are. Bit. Like, I'm not trying to victim blame, but... <laughs> But you're a real asshole, Dottie. But that, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't feel bad for you. You know that she did that, which I think is kind of bullshit. Like, you know when you steal a spot. Oh, you you do. Like, how parking lots work. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're back to present day, and, like, Beth, like, physically shakes it off. Like, she gets into, like, a zone, and then she's like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, wee, wee, wee. And she has to go to the PTA meeting. <laughs> so, the teacher, okay, so this teacher is a real fucking asshole, I have to say. Such so, a douche. So, the teacher tells a parent that not all students are college material. Okay, next. <laughs> like, he's basically like. Oh, yeah, just like you were mentioning before how they did such a good job of establishing the different characters in the introductory scene. With this character, immediately, he's an asshole, condescending, rude to this parent, and then saying, yeah, so your son isn't college-worthy, whatever. Thank you for coming to the PTA. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Also, it is important to note, the only black person we see in this movie. And the fact that he's saying this to this parent about her son, I I think that was an intentional choice on Waters' part. I think, I mean, I think John Waters is cognizant enough and aware enough to know when he's making a choice like that. Yeah. I think that's probably purposeful. Yeah, I agree. To make some kind of statement. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a completely thought out statement. I don't think it's completely there because we don't ever see that. Right. We never go back you know. to her. So it's important to note that that's a bit of a problem. Totally. And I love John Waters. And But I mean, all of his movies focus on white people. No, absolutely. I completely five, agree. Except for Hairspray, which is like, specifically not about only white people, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. I like her spray a lot. I think it's almost like if you watched all of his other movies, like John Waters whole volume of work, you would understand like, Oh, this is just his continuing statement of civil rights and conversations mm-hmm. that he's had before and things that he believes in. Absolutely. And I think, like, I think it's like a, a case for that, but I don't think it's like, it's not what this movie is about really. And it's a little disappointing not to see more, like, variety of people. It's unfortunate that you have to watch a movie like Hairspray to get a more diverse cast because it's part of the plot, (laughs) quote-unquote. You know what I mean? Whereas since that's not part of the plot for this one, unfortunately, we have the one character who I think maybe has one line, which is is disappointing. Yeah, like, you know, any of those neighbors could have been. Exactly. So it is very important to note that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There's the garbage man who's also a black man. So two characters. Oh. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we call. he calls in Beverly and she gives him a fruitcake, which, I mean, just insane. So he tells her <laughs> Chip is doing well, but he's worried about, like, his morbid curiosity with horror. And, like, Beverly's like, it's fine, boo. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then he holds up a bloody drawing. He caught chip drawing. I mean, I I was the kid who doodled doodled well, in school all the time, so I'm like, I don't know. Well, no, but. that's the whole point. Bringing up another stereotype of they're being influenced by those bad movies, and oh, look at this scribble he did. It's it's it has gore in it. It's another stereotype of oh, this is clearly a negative influence. Absolutely. So she's like, he just works at a horror movie. Like, horror yeah. video store. And, he, and the fact that the teacher points out he gets good grades and everything, but this bothers me. Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah. So um, he asks if there's a problem at home, divorce, alcoholism. Um, did Chip torture animals as a boy? I lost my mind. I was like, what is happening right now? He is such a piece of shit teacher. Such a piece of shit. And and that's why I, I'm going to bring this up now. Most of the people that Beverly puts on her list, I go, you do you. I support yeah. you. Well, this one I'm almost like, uh-huh. I'm on board for a little bit. Okay. So, all, No, I'm all, I'm all about it. I I'd probably go talk to the principal and be like, you need to fire that asshole. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I support it. So she goes, no, we're a loving and supportive family. And then he says, well, you're doing something wrong. And then I wrote, okay, kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, on the list. Yeah, on the list. It's time. And he recommends therapy and thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank you like, for coming to real shit team. fucker. I don't know what's happening. And, it, and it's worth it. Just like the car scene when you see her face, like that little eyebrow raise and go, the list. <laughs> you're done. Mm-hmm. You don't know you're done, but you're done. You're done. Um, Enjoy so we the to a young cake. female student smoking up outside. <laughs> and we see them following the teacher in her car as he is, he puts like, a piece of the fruit cake in his mouth, yeah, I think, yeah. or a piece of gum or something. Who mm-hmm. cares? Um, and as she's, as he's doing that, she just slams right into him. <laughs> I love how it's, I like how it goes from zero to a hundred, like kind of like Chucky where, okay, just death, immediate death, carnage. Boom. It's fucking fabulous. And then the girl smoking sees it happen. And she like, throws her pot at, like away from her and the teacher rolls over the top of the car all like you know mm. oh it's very over the top with the very with the hyper red blood and oh, it's, it's very Romeo and Michelle though like he like flies up lands on top rolls <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. I liked it a lot mm-hmm. and then Beverly reverses and drives over him again because she's making sure she did it right yeah yeah. He's the deadest teacher in all Deadonia. Yeah, yes, and then the smoker is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and then drives along to the car wash. Oh, yeah. And, the, yeah. and I love how she'll always go back to that little housewife setting housewife setting of, okay, now I have to get the car washed so the car is yep. nice and clean for my family. Yeah, I have to get rid of the evidence. It's fine. Don't worry about it's it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So we cut to Chip, Scotty, and Birdie watching a horror flick. And Scotty, Scotty, still look, still looking at a porno magazine. I mean, just he is that horny teenager. He is horny, mm-hmm. horny little boy. Oh yeah. Um, Scotty is grossed out by the movie though, and then goes and proceeds to vomit. And I'm like, God, that's a big reaction. <laughs> like, let's calm down. <laughs> Bev laughs at it, and Bev has cookie. Beverly has cookies for everybody, and Scott and Birdie leave, and Beverly gives the porno back to Scott on his way out. Um, and she sits with Chip, and she says she understands and loves him, and asks if they can watch the scene where he rips her heart out again. Because she it. is so good, she just wants to bond with her son over common interests. It's mom goals. Yeah, 
I, really, I, I'm not denying that. I think Beverly is loyal. She is a mama bear to a fault. <laughs> we should all aim to be like Beverly. That's true. You know, it does our day to day lives, even if you don't have children. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Chip is a little weirded out. And then, um, I love this cut. So it's like this like bloody scene and then it's like a bloody meatloaf. <laughs> and then <laughs> she the says the perfect meatloaf. Perfect meatloaf. Oh, she's so proud of, cause you can imagine she's an amazing cook. Oh, I'm sure um, she is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we agree. Yeah. <laughs> so Carl told Missy that if she loses 10 pounds, then he will take her to some fucking shindig. Uh, they keep establishing that Carl is the worst. He's a beefcake. He's also the worst. He's also the worst. And But Beverly says, it's great if you want to lose weight, but you should do it for yourself, not for some boy you hardly know. I'm just saying Beverly's kind of the best mom ever. I was like, yeah, Bev, go right? girl. She doesn't shame her daughter. She doesn't nope. body shame. She, she nope. wants her daughter to love herself for herself. Yeah. She's like, if you want to lose weight, do it for you. Because yeah. you are going to be with you a lot longer than Carl. Like, can we, can we all aspire to be like Bev? I think so. Our BFF Bev. And then I like that they like basically round Robin the fact that Carl's a big old jerk. Like yeah. no one likes him. Like even the brother who like picks on this is, you know, like they have like the, the sibling mm-hmm. relationship. Um, it's like, no, he's an asshole. Like you can do better. Get yeah. away from him. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real ass. Like that's fine. Matthew Lillard is an underrated comedic guy. He I don't really know where is. He, I mean, I think he's really great. I mean, scream. He's great in yeah. Scream. He's great in Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I don't know. he's good. <laughs> so Rosemary comes running up out of literally nowhere. I mean, she's just, I don't know where she lives. I don't, she's I that like neighbor. I have no idea where she is. See, going back to the stereotypes, she's that neighbor that just shows up. <laughs> she's like, Beverly! Beverly! Yeah. And the kids hate her, which I thought was really great. Uh, they both roll their eyes. They're like, ugh, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it, because he is fucking annoying. And she gets more annoying as this movie goes along. But, like, in the best way. She's great. Oh, yeah. But she's also really fucking she's annoying. perfect. Um, so she tells them that Mr. Steuben or Seven, a bun- one problem with this movie, everybody has, like, an S name. It's like Shupkin, Stubbin, Shabubadim, Stubbin, Shubrin. I'm like, guys, Shubbin. there's a big old alphabet out there. You need to pick some other names. Yeah. These were like all people that John Waters really knew wanted to kill or something. You know, they just all happen to have S last name. Right. And he's like, don't, don't question me. There's a reason for this choice, children. So Mr. Stubbin. The teacher that she drove over Deuce twice teacher. has been murdered. <laughs> so they turn on the news and Chip answers a call from Birdie who thinks it's cool. And they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We'll talk later. Okay, it's on. And the news reporter says only one eyewitness was a girl who was smoking the pothead. And she says it was a blue station wagon. And Rosemary says, like, you're a car, Beverly. And then, <laughs> and then she turns to she turns to Rosemary and goes, I'm not that bad a driver. <laughs> and that little lilting laugh of, <laughs> <laughs> please, Rosemary, shut the fuck up, Rosemary. Shut the, you're going to get on my fucking list, Rosemary. <laughs> you're on my list, Rose, Mary. Yeah. So they all go to bed. And <laughs> in Beverly's book is a secret magazine of killers, which I love. Yeah. And it's in her bird book because she's in her into bird, birding. Yes. But she does like birds. She does. But she likes murderers more. Yeah. <laughs> and she's stroking the face of Charles Manson when she's talking to her husband. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, so Sam Watterson, who we have not talked enough about, 
Yes. Who is a miracle of um, Grace and Grace and Frankie, first of all. He's, first and foremost, yes. Grace and Frankie, but of this movie as well. Yes. He's so good in this. And I grew up, I think like a lot of people... I grew up with McCoy, who was so vigilant and about justice, and he would fucking eat you alive for the sake of justice. So seeing that, then going to Grace and Frankie, and then to this is like the trifecta of the Waterston. Like I love but this it. is this feels like groundwork for Grace and Frankie. I know. Oh, exactly. Going from Grace and Frankie to this, I think is perfect because, oh, I see the beginning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I get this. Yeah. I get it all. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like an origin story for and your character in Grace and Frankie. He like, does such a good job of being sweet and loyal, a little befuddled. It's so cute. He's really cute. He like, after being a dentist, he like changed his career goals, became a lawyer. You know, I'm like, yeah. I see it. I like it all. Oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying the shares universe with law and order? Is that what you're saying right now? That- oh, I was saying for Grace and Frankie, but I oh, guess. Oh, for Grace and Frankie. Oh, sorry. I, I was going on my <laughs> path, my chronological path. I like path. the other one though, too. Either way, he's a lawyer. <laughs> right. Well, he had to become a lawyer to, yeah. to help out his wife who sometimes gets in trouble with the law. Occasionally. Occasionally she does. We all have our bad days. We all have our bad days. Yeah. Um so okay, so Sam Watterson says not to stay up too late. Oh, but his name is Eugene, by the way, which is the perfect name for him. Um I have a busy day tomorrow, so Beverly turns off the light and kisses Eugene, and they start making out, mm. and Beverly is super fucking loud while they are making out, and like, you guys have not even started having sex yet, and you're moaning. And you oh, yeah. Beverly wants the D, and she... I, I, I get the relationship now between her and Ricky. Right. Like, Ricky's, like, very much inherited wanting the D, and, like, mm-hmm. I get this. I know. It's like, okay, like, mommy and daughter. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you got that, little Ricky. Okay. They don't look anything alike. No. But it's like, <laughs> Which okay. I also really like. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but sure, we want yeah. Kathleen Turner and Ricky Lake to be in the same movie. I get it. Yeah, no, I support it. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> Beverly, and I love this because of that whole correlation of sex and violence, but also a commentary on how perfect housewives are and how they're supposed to be, I assume, ladylike in bed, and she's not. No, no, she is not. She is moaning, calling out names. And I love how grossed out her kids are. Cause that's, so bad. that's all of us. When we find out that our parents have sex, that's all of us. We're just like, no, no, I don't want to know any of that. Yeah. I was delivered I by a, st- yeah, ew, no, <laughs> I was delivered by a stork. Thank you. That Thank is- you very much. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> So they start making out, and Beverly is, like, super loud. And then Eugene tells her not to wake the kids. It's so ridiculous. And they're, like, just kind of slamming against each other. Oh, yeah. Like, sex happening. It's great. It's great. It's perfect. He's like, I'm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's so good. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) And I loved it. It's so So in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. Beverly is looking out at the birds. Oh, those birds that she loves. He loves ooey, And she sees Rosemary talking to like the detectives, and the phone rings, and there it's another S name. Mister Sterner is calling. Oh my gosh! Like, What's with the S's? I really couldn't with them. Yeah. Um, and he's calling about a tooth problem, and it's an emergency, so Eugene has to go in, and he'll have to go bird sightseeing next week with his wife or whatever. <sighs> So she's like, that's okay. And she goes up, like, goes to fix breakfast and wakes up Chip, who's shirtless. 
Yeah. Anyway. I thought of you. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, Matthew. <laughs> he, Matthew Lillard in the 90s. Very pretty. Very pretty. He has, like, the floppy hair douchebag cut, though. It's yeah. so 90s. I kind of love it. It's kind of great. Like, it's, like, before, like, the mushroom cut became the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a little bit before that. So yeah. it's, like, the floppy do. It's just, like, a floppy. Floppy do with the plaid over shirt with the white shirt underneath. Yep, 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 yep. A lot of plaid. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to fix breakfast and makes up chip. And when she comes downstairs, Missy is cry- crying over being stood up. Um, <laughs> Beverly is not paying attention. And she's very distracted by um, the detectives who are looking at their her garbage and in her garage. Mm-hmm. And Missy says she'll kill him. And then Beverly says, don't say things you don't mean, dear. Yeah. Um, just be, being continuing to be that perfect mother of no, 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 dear. Don't use such harsh words. No, no, no. And it all comes back around. Yes. <laughs> so there's a knock at the door. And uh, the, it's the officers. And Missy says, good morning. And go, party. Yeah. Um, and they tell her about the dead teacher, and they already know. And Scotty and Birdie arrive, and they inform uh, the family that only one parent at the PTA drives a blue station wagon. And like, Jean is, like, shocked that they think it was even Beverly. And, like, these sort of – there's, like, moments, like, where he's, like, acting shocked that really reminded me of Grace and Frankie. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> I like this a lot. What's happening? Um, and Scotty jokes that she did it. She mowed him down. Like, he's joking and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's like, it's no laughing matter, son. Um, and then they all laugh, except Eugene, who says it's time for the cops to go. And Scotty holds up the magazine and says, oh, he holds up a premiere magazine. I guess they had to figure out some way to getting this into this. Well, that and also because there had to be a magazine with the letter P missing in it. P, exactly. Yeah, with the letter P missing. Yeah, like, pussy. <laughs> and I like how after they bring up the situation with her being the only owner of that kind of car, she, I love how she goes up to her husband with so much conviction in her face, says, wasn't the witness a drug user? Oh. Oui. 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 I thought that would be your response to everything from now on. Just, just different levels of oui. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, like ashamed and like just like she's clutching ah. her pearls like we obviously. I really like it a lot. Me too. <laughs> so he holds up this premiere magazine, and the P, as in pussy, mm. is out of it. And Beverly says it's Rosemary's. You can tell from the label. She doesn't like to read about movies. They're so violent. Plus. She always recycles her magazines. <laughs> I, You're a real cunt, and I like it. Oh, God, that's just like, <laughs> I am perfect, and I care, and I play my role per- perfectly. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. <laughs> pussy perfect. Pussy Oh, my gosh, the way she says pussy is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I'm really excited. <laughs> so the garbage men pull up, and we see Rosemary dumping all this garbage all into, like, what bin. Oh, okay, so the cops leave. Whatever. Yeah. Next, great. So Beverly sees like sees this, and she becomes all pissed. And I love the music cues. Like she goes like all bright and fanciful, and then it's like like yeah, it's like Ursula. Like she's not having it. Yeah. Oh no. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but Beverly stops and sees the garbage man collecting her neat pile. She grabs like two bottles of liquor from the cabinet and hands and heads out with a bag of recyclables and she gives them the drinks and they talk about Rosemary not recycling and how they, they all 
hate her. <laughs> oh yeah, because not recycling is probably the worst possible thing you could do in this in this town. I imagine in this world. Yeah, I mean. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And they were like, someone should kill her. And do you know the money that she's costing the taxpayers by doing this? Just the level of offensiveness. It's it's perfect because it's this, yet again, this perfect suburbia where that is literally the worst crime you could commit is not caring and not recycling. How dare you? How yeah. dare you? How dare you? And Beverly being the perfect housewife, she's friends with the city workers. Of you know, course. She's stuck because Beverly's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she she makes friends to all the right people with yeah. all the right people. Yeah. So they say someone should kill her, and Bev says, for the sake of this planet, somebody just might. She sounds she looks like a superhero oh, when she says that. Like I just expect a cape to start flowing behind her. Like I would want them to say, "What are you looking at?" <laughs> just staring off. I just, like, just the cape to show up and her to like stand on some pedestal and be like, "Yes, Beverly is here with a big B on her chest." Like she's got this. <laughs> Captain Planet. Yeah. Um, no, she's great. So we cut to Rosemary and Dottie watching Joan Rivers. Was this a show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she ever had one. I thought she had, she had the late night for like a year and then yeah. was touring a lot. I don't know. Anyway, it's not important. Yeah, it's not so, important. But what matters is Joan Rivers is here. Joan Rivers is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's very, it's very quick though. And then Beverly is like sneaking and looking in the window and she scares them both. <laughs> I like um, they invite her in and she says, so sorry to hear about your problems, Dottie. And she looks over. Um, okay. So Rosemary goes off to go to her like a cup of coffee and yeah. she goes, she looks over and she asks, are those pussy willows? <laughs> <laughs> With that. Dottie looks Freaked out because she finally put two and two together, and yeah. Kathleen Turner with that inflection and that husky voice of hers, and that little tricksy tone to her voice, like, "Are those pussy willows? Are those pussy willows?" Oh my gosh, um, I love her. And she goes, "What did you just say?" <gasps> and Beverly leans in and says, "Pussy, pussy willows, willows daughter." <laughs> Which is, I think, hands down my favorite line in this whole movie. Yeah. Pussy Willows, Dottie. <laughs> so good. Just like... And then she picks up a Fabergé egg and slams it on the ground. <laughs> Just like, fuck your Fabergé egg. And Dottie is shocked. Yeah. And Beverly blames Dottie and consoles Rosemary and says that they'll go right to the antique shop and get a replacement. And Misty says there's a whole bunch. And they leave Dottie muttering as they leave and they ask her to lock up. Mm-hmm. And Dottie's like, but but it's her, it's her voice. Yeah, I like. Yeah, Beverly's just like, oh, you thought this was over? No, no, no. It's only just begun. Yeah, she's such a bitch. She's such a. Pussy willows, Dottie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's and it's so great because the stakes are so high. (laughs) Her behavior is so juvenile. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, everything about it is so fucking stupid, which is why it's perfect. (laughs) It's like, you took my parking spot. I'm ruining your life. Yeah, as you fucking should. (laughs) So we cut to Eugene drawing Mr. Sterner's tooth. Uh, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I know. I don't like anything to do with drawing. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, but so anyway, so but Mrs. Sterner comes back and the receptionist comes back to tell him, like, there's two detectives waiting in his office. I'm bypassing this stuff because it's like, whatever. Um, but we come back to the detectives and they tell him that they have a record of Beverly buying books about killing humans, like Helter Skelter and hunting humans. And I was like, there's a book called Hunting Human? Question mark? Um, Etc. And Eugene says, that's ridiculous. And one of the detectives just asks very seriously, is your wife mental? <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> um, it's an offensive term, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we cut to Beverly at the antique shop, whipping her head back and forth, tracking gnats. Like, and I love the cut between, like, oh, yeah, it's- mental and then just a shot of Kathleen Turner, like, oh, yeah. passing out. Yeah, just, like, the gnats, freaking out about the gnats. And that's another thing this movie does so well are these cuts. Like, before, when we cut to the meatloaf, it goes from blood to this red, 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 red meatloaf. And then, is your wife mental to her, like, whipping her head around and then just being like, <laughs> I hate gnats. It's perfect. Oh, she's so good. Um, so Misty is grumpy with a customer, and Beverly says it's not their fault. Carl stood her up in the distance. We see Carl with a different girl, Tracy <laughs> Boris. <laughs> I love her. Tracy is awesome. She's so great. So she's oh, so we see him with Tracy Lord in the di- distance, and you know, I mean. Not for nothing. We kind of get it. Tracy Lords is beautiful. Mickey Lake is beautiful, too. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. So, Rosemary tries to haggle with the antique dealer, and she's like, the egg is chipped, and he'll, he's like, it's 100 bucks. It's still 100 bucks. You're not getting this for any cheaper. So, she, like, walks away, but switches prices on pokers and pays $3 for I'm like, you're a real bitch. Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> and I like how you have this perfect member of society doing something shitty like this. Yeah, it's kind of perfect because yeah. you know people have done this. Well, exa- precisely. Yeah, people who aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Uh, <laughs> so Beverly asked if she found an egg, but she didn't. But she found a poker. It's not exciting. Beverly says she can store the poker under the table. And the Car- Carl and Tracy Lord walk by, and Tracy wants Frank, like the fr- oh, so she wants the Fabergé egg, which is something like Franklin mint egg. I was like, okay, I, I don't, don't know, know anything about any of these things. So Carl buys it for her, and I wrote, "What's the deal with the eggs?" And then <laughs> I was just like, "What's happening?" So then Beverly takes the poker and follows them, and Carl goes to take a piss, and Beverly follows him into the bathroom mm-hmm. and like stalks towards him. But a guy comes out of the stall, so she ducks into another one, and. In the stall next door to her is a guy peeking through a glory hole at Beverly on the other side. I think when I first saw this movie, I didn't know what that was. Oh my gosh, the innocence. I know. I'm like, not use them. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I would never. We. We. Uh, (laughs) How dare you? But isn't that surprising? Like, I would, I don't know what I thought. I don't know. Well, the funny thing is you come across stuff like that when you're a kid and I think it's just, okay, I don't know what that is, but you just accept it. Like, I remember when I was younger, I was watching a movie and they mentioned a one night stand and I didn't question it. I had no idea what it was, but I just thought, uh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. I'm like, did someone drill a hole in the bathroom? That's weird. (laughs) Although, 
I guess it was like I wasn't really paying. I really wasn't paying attention because it literally says "feed me" above it. (laughs) (laughs) Although, question: If he's gonna suck dick, and he's writing "feed me," he's writing it on the wrong side. Yeah, or maybe he's planning on hopping on the other side. And that's why he looked through because he's thinking, "God damn it! No, no, I." I And it's a woman. Yeah, like, how dare you? We. (laughs) We. (laughs) We. That's my side. I wrote the feed me. I deserve to be over there. (laughs) Moving along. Moving along. So, but he um, sees her on the other side, and he sees her with a poker, and he comes out and, like, runs out of the bathroom. He's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm not getting involved. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to suck some dick. Just, God damn it. I mean, it's, he wanted that D. That is a common theme in this movie. People just it want really it. Huh. it. really People just want And uh, I respect. I mean, you want the D. You want the yeah. D. Get yours. Yeah. Guy install. Right? Writing feed me, like, with his marker with him at all times, just in He's case. Where to go? I wonder if he has, like, his own drill bit. Probably. I mean, we just, we, we just like, missed that part of the scene because we were focusing on what was going on in the flea market. Yeah. I mean, these are the things I want to know the answer right. to. Right. Like, exactly. Come on, John. It's <laughs> very important to me, Mr. <laughs> Waters. Um, so she comes out of the stall and ramps the poker into Carl's back <laughs> at the urinal, urinal. And I have to say, this is long piss. He's taking a long piss. Like, League of Their Own piss. Mm-hmm. Like, Tom Hanks piss. Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm, is a long mm-hmm. piss. I was impressed. <laughs> um... But he also screams because, <laughs> you know, he, she stabbed him. He got impaled um, by a poker. And he falls. Yeah. And she pulls the poker out. And I love this part. <gasps> yes. It's just like a bunch of guts. Just oh, like yeah. A- she, it, she she got like a liver or like a, she got a good organ with it. Yeah. And she tried to shake it off. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's like ugh and hilarious. It's ugh hilarious. It's uh, like. Aglarious? Aglarious? Aglarious, yeah. I like Aglarious, yeah. yeah. Um, so she, like, picks it off with, like... Just so gingerly and goes... I love how she just, even when she's homicidal, she's always in mother mode. So she's just gingerly taking it off because she's a lady, everyone. Please. Yeah. yeah. Can't get on her white skirt that she's wearing to murder people. <laughs> I was like, choices. <laughs> Beverly, choices. So she picks it up and so <laughs> um, she's about to leave, but she has to flush first. I mean, because she's she's a lady, a lady. Yeah, gosh. So Misty sells something, and like Beverly returns to the table. She's like, "I made a killing," and she's like, "Has something in her hand." I'm like, "Man, man, man." Um, <laughs> so the guy, uh, some guy enters the bathroom and finds Carl dead. He screams, and then everyone in the antique shop comes, like, goes running. And where are we? Is this the flea market? It's flea market, antiquities. I don't know. It goes, yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, they all run towards the scream, which, okay. Um, and then, so she lets her daughter, Ricky, run towards the scream, too. And I was like, okay. Because um, she wants to go and find out what's happening. And Beverly and Rosemary stay at the booth. And Rosemary notices Beverly has some doo-doo on her shoe-shoe. <laughs> And it's the blood from before where she slipped up. <laughs> so she tries to rub it off. She's like, I hate when that happens. Yeah, when just I like, blood, like, guts, and gore. And it's so obviously blood, too, which makes it funnier. And she's just like, oh, gosh, how inconvenient. My white shoes. No. 
So Rosemary looks worried. Um, and the guy at the glory, the guy who was at the glory hole is like telling detectives that there was a pretty little lady in the stall next to his. And Carl State, um, Tracy Lord is freaking out. And Misty sees Carl screams and moves away. But the older detective sees this, like sees like that she knows mm-hmm. Carl and like he's connecting the dots a little bit. Tracy Lord <laughs> sees the young detective gets over Carl like real that. quickly. <laughs> you know, and she's making eyes at him. Like she goes like, oh, she's like drawing on all of her porn experience to make like a bunch of great. Faces. Oh my! And, and the same music plays at place for Missy when she's flirting, and she just like threw that hair back. She threw her chin up like, hey, hey, boy, hey. Like really pursing her lips and everything. Oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. I love her. So I've much. never done that. <laughs> this is totally the first <laughs> time I've had this reaction to someone. This <laughs> is a foreign experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whoa. What's happening? So the young detective smiles back because it's Tracy Lords. Tracy Lord. Tracy Lord. Yes, <laughs> Have some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on it. <laughs> um, so Beverly sells Pee-wee, the Pee Wee Herman doll for $150. Beverly that Carl is dead and Beverly says oh no that's terrible I sold the Phoebe Herman doll oh my god the transition is perfect I love it so much and then Misty says that she just saw Carl's dead body and Beverly responds well you got your wish dear yeah am I not the perfect mother and I was like, Rosemary is right there Beverly (laughs) (laughs) like show some discretion (laughs) just a little bit yeah heaven's sake come on Missy says she didn't wish that she, she didn't want him dead. And Rosemary Hands goes down and brushes the poker, and she finds she has to come back up and is covered with blood. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then it cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Eugene is looking through drawers, and he's like finding collections of newspaper clippings about murderers. And he looks in between the bed and the frame and finds an autographed photo from Richard Speck and a tape from Ted Bundy. <laughs> Really about how lonely it is on death row. Yeah, you know he's he's gonna be fried in a few days, and gosh, it's just so lonely here. I have to say, the audio for Ted Bundy and one of Beverly's correspondences with the jail killer is the voice of John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets an Oscar. <laughs> That's so perfect. It's so messed up. I love it. He's a mess of a oh, man. I love him. So, um, Eugene stops it and listens to a news report about a young man being murdered at an antique show and that it's Carl. So he's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Joan Crawford on screen yes. with an axe. Yes. With a straight jacket. Yes. And it makes me so happy that she just randomly pops up in a lot of our movies. Right. I mean, I think she just cares about us, loves us so yeah. much that she just pops up and says, don't worry, guys. Hi, I'm here. Hi. I'm here. I'm chopping people's heads off. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'm doing my thing. I'm making you guys happy. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then and then Joan, in the movie within the movie, she leans over and says, we. Oui. <laughs> and proceeds to chop people's heads off. Yeah. That would actually make me extremely happy. Yeah. That's what like, in my dreams, that's what happens. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, it was a dream. Yeah, exactly. She visited me. So Chip and friends are watching at the store, and Misty comes in and says, our mother is Charles Manson. (laughs) And she says that she was angry at Carl, and now he's dead, and the same thing basically about Chip's teacher, and Chip says they should make a horror movie about mom or a TV series, and Misty is not amused. 
Um, so then we cut to Beverly entering with dinner. It's been a crazy day, hasn't it? Oh, gosh. And they all seem so freaked out by her. And it's it's their expressions ch- uh, compared with hers, it's perfect. So then we cut to Rosemary saying, Daddy was right. And she saw the blood on her shoes. Um, to, like she's like talking to detectives and she's like, I saw blood on her shoes. Um, well, not exactly good blood, but gore hanging there like a runny nose. Um, so Dottie said she didn't know it was Beverly until she said the word to her, but she can't say to, to the male detectives. She can to a female officer. And she goes, pussy. Okay. <laughs> she said pussy. <laughs> just like the level of just degradation having to say this word and how offended they are that they themselves have to utter it. It's just so good. The mixture of suburbia with the obscene. It's, it's beautiful. It's perfect amalgamation oh. and everything I want. Right. So if I lived in suburbs, that's just how I'd want it to be. Right? Like, I'd, I would love to live in a John Waters suburb. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Like, real weird. Right? Like real fucking weird. Right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so, we cut back to Beverly's family, and Chip says, Scotty thinks, <laughs> Scotty thinks you're the killer. Does he? Giggle. Uh, for someone who doesn't wear his seatbelt, Scotty sure is nosy. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote, what? <laughs> and she smiles and says, hold on a sec, and exits. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. They're having dinner together. They just, they mention, oh, this guy's suspicious of you. Oh, hold on a second. Leaves the house, <laughs> goes into the garage, turns on the car, drives away. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out of there. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and the police officer is like, there's a police officer staking out the house. So they're like preparing for that level. So we go back inside, and he, like, follows her as she drives away. We go back inside to the family and dinner, and they're all looking at each other. As they hear her pull away, Misty goes to the kitchen and says, She's gone! She's going to kill Scotty! Um, And Chip still doesn't seem to believe it, but Misty says she does, and Mom's gone crazy! And Eugene says to get in the car. And Beverly is driving along, but is being trailed by the cop, and the young detective is following them, and Beverly is put... um, it's on daybreak in the okay, car. Okay, this song keeps coming up again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I think there's a three beat for it. It is. And I think, I believe the first time we hear it is after Dottie steals her parking space. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And then the second time she's playing it, when she sees Rosemary not recycling. Mm-hmm. And is this the third last time? Maybe. Maybe. Or it's the credits is the last time. That might be the fourth. The narrative, I mean. Yeah. That might just be like uh, end credits. But, but mm-hmm. it's such a great song. I could listen to it a lot. <laughs> Yay, um, It's good. Um, and we never really hear like the full thing, which is perfect. So mm-hmm. good. Oh, she's like jumping curbs and she manages to lose the cop. And I was like, okay, Beverly, go you. See, Beverly is just uh, secretly really good at this. Yeah. Wait, I mean, think she's done so much research. All the books she's been reading, the people she's been corresponding with, Beverly knows what's going on. Yeah. You think she'd be a little less, like, flagrant about it? But, yeah, but that's yeah. what makes it so good. Running over the guy in public and then yeah. just driving away like, la, 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 car wash. <laughs> wee, wee, wee. Like, oh, you got your wish, honey. Yeah. Anyway, dinner tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf. What's happening? Um, so, we, uh, so Beverly pulls up to a house. We're not sure which house it is. And then we cut to Scotty, and he's watching porn, because that's what he does Teenage in his free time. Because yeah. he's a 16-year-old boy, yeah. and that's yeah. 16-year-old boys did. Um, or do. So <laughs> Beverly is outside um, the house, and she's, like, watching. And we see that it's she's watching the Sterners. 
the, the guy that had the, the toothache. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and they're eating chicken and she looks appalled and we get the flashback to the birds and she's like pissed at them eating. Yeah. I, I like how her reasons start to become more ridiculous for justice for Beverly justice. And this yeah. one is my favorite because she just sees them eating the birds and she, she does the squinting thing and the twitching eye. And she thinks back to her precious starlings. And it's like, how dare you? How first, <laughs> And it's just, it's like, sure, Beverly, sure. Sure, do you, Bev? Yeah. So the family pulls up to Scotty's house, and they run up to the house, and Scotty, meanwhile, is getting ready to masturbate. Mm. And Beverly comes into the Sterner's house. We're, like, cutting back and forth between these two locations. So Beverly comes into the Sterner's house, and Mr. Sterner's, like, asking for dessert, but Mrs. Sterner says, Eugene said, no sweets for you. And he's like, yeah, well, what does he know? And she says, how to send a bill. <laughs> and Beverly's like even angrier now. Uh, yeah, because maybe she would have backed away. But after them saying such a terrible thing about the love of her life, they uh, needed to die. They did. They, they did. did. Honestly, everyone she has, you know, attacked, quote unquote, it's actually justice. And they kind of did it to themselves. I'm just saying. It's their fault. Yeah. Okay, today. Yeah. That's what I always say about victims. Yeah, Um, Yeah, am I right, though? No, you are. You're right. Thank you. (laughs) They're all asking for it. Mm -hmm. So then the family enters the house as the detectives call for backup, thinking Mom's inside, and Scotty is just jerking it real loudly (laughs) and violently. And I was like, I hope you're using a lot of lube, because that looks like it's going to end poorly. Um, So we cut back to the Sterners, and Mrs. Sterner's in her room, uh, watching Wheel of Fortune and calling for Mr. Sterner as he opens the closet and she opens the closet and sees like a box moving and thinks they have mice and he's like downstairs eating dessert downstairs and she's like I think we have mice and he's like that's impossible they exterminate everyone's just here whatever anyway, very important <laughs> very important detail so she pulls so she's like going through her nightgowns in her closet which just seems to be filled with nightgowns. And I was like, this closet's just for nightgowns? What's happening? So she pulls, like, the last one aside, and Beverly is standing there with a pair of scissors, smiling sweetly. And I'm like, oh, Bev. Perfect. Just perfect. It's so good. Ozzy and Harriet, a little homicidal. She looks so good. I was like, yes! (laughs) Um... And then she stabs Mrs. Sterner in the stomach. <laughs> and, I'm like, and Mr. Sterner burps. And, I'm like, and then Scotty is just violently jerking off. Yeah. So series yeah, like of the ba- human the, experiences. The kind Death, of burping. Masturbation. Masturbation. Yeah. Human experience. Um, so there's a mouse at Mrs. Sterner's foot. So apparently she was right that there are mice in the house. Um, and she looks down at the scissors and Mr. Sterner calls up and she falls. Um, the family looks up the flight of stairs. So we're back at Scotty's as they hear a moaning coming from Scotty's room. The young de- detective decides to go in. They're screaming from the room. So he's like really going at it. Mm, he's mm. really having like a real good time. Oh yeah. And the other detective arrives and Eugene decides to break down the door and they all barge in as Scotty is jerking and she screams at them. <laughs> and he and shrieks. All, it's a, it's a good moment. Everyone's freaked out. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then the detectives rush in with guns drawn at Scotty uh, and Scotty's like ducking under the covers. And I was like, yeah, don't be ashamed of jerking off. Yeah, I mean, he was in his, you know, he was in his house privacy. Thank you. I I'm mean, like, like 
His parents weren't home. He right. was having a moment. Yeah, he earned that moment. He did. He needs a lot of moments. Yeah. He carried a porn magazine with him wherever he goes. What's happening? I know. Oh, God. I'm like, poor guy. <laughs> Honestly, though, getting guns drawn on you while you're jerking off is not great. It's not a great experience. <laughs> Not that I would know. Yeah. But. I was about to say, like, um, I mean, obviously, you've, you've recovered very well from the time that happened to you. You've done beautifully. <laughs> yeah, personally. Yeah. I can tell you've done so good. Thank you. You're I welcome. try. So, Mr. Sterner runs upstairs, calling for his wife, and finds Beverly over the dead body. And she throws a pair of scissors at him, but misses as he runs out. And she grabs them, runs after him, throws them again, misses again. <laughs> and then she goes back to the bedroom as he's running down the stairs, and he's, like, calling for help. And she's at the air conditioner she unplugs it. Mm-hmm. This is a whole oh, yeah. very organized. She's mm. got this down. He comes out the front door calling for help and she just pushes the air conditioner on him. Oh, it's great. It's really good. Mm-hmm. So he's dead. Mm-hmm. She's dead. Not, not Beverly. <laughs> Both the Sterners are dead. Right. There so we cut back to the family returning home and they're all convinced now that she's not a murderer. And Chip is a little disappointed. Um, and Beverly enters with a bowl of strawberries and ask if anyone's in the mood for dessert. Cause, because she is the perfect mother and wife. Of course. Yeah, because you know on the way home when she was probably wiping the blood off her hands, she saw the red and went, oh my gosh, strawberries. That would be so nice tonight. Oh. Be like a nice refresher. Right, like natural fruit. sugar, some fiber for my family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we. Sure, guys. We. 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 So we cut to Sunday morning. <laughs> the family's exiting to a row of police cars with the detectives at the lead. And the family heads out, followed by the police. And Eugene says not to pay attention to them. Um, There's literally like 12 police cars. So many police cars. So many. Mm-hmm. Um, so the family's like, radio is, the news is on. says like there's census killings of the Sterners maybe connected to two other killings and committed by Baltimore's first serial killer. And like all of John Waters' movies, it's based in Baltimore, of course. And they announce the suspect is Beverly, and she laughs it off. And Misty says, now she'll never get a boyfriend. Because priorities. She wants that D, and now she may never get that D because her mom might be a serial killer. Hi. Poor Misty. All about Misty. And then Eugene asks if it's menopause. Because, of course, if women do anything, it's because they're on their period or they're going through menopause. It's some, like, silly female thing that has to do with our bodies because we have no control. Like, I fucking cackled during that scene. <laughs> and then Beverly cackled. Yeah, yeah, like you do. Right. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't deserve any kind of response. She's just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then Chips asks, are you a serial killer? And Chip, the only cereal I know anything about is Rice Krispies. Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks completely freaked out at this point. Yeah. He's just like, what's happening? Yeah. So, oh, and then another family pulls up alongside their car mm-hmm. and Beverly like looks over, smiles, and the entire car load screams. Mm-hmm. Parents, <laughs> all kids, of all of them. Yeah. And they pull away and they drive <laughs> off. And Eugene says they'll get her good psychiatric help. And I was like, probably a good call so they pull up to the church and everybody's like outside everybody we've like we've met so far in this town except for the sterners because they're dead yeah right um are outside and they're all talking about them as they come up and birdie's family won't let her talk to chip also we need to touch down on birdie birdie is a strange character in this movie to me yeah i like her just interesting i don't like 
I've never, I don't think I've ever seen this actress again. I thought she was pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. I didn't think she was bad. I think with, like, a stronger performance, maybe, like, with her change over of, like, it's not, not like the movies may have been, like, a bit more of, like, a moment. Okay. And then it was just sort of, like, eh, okay, let's get back to Kathleen Turner now. Okay. Basically all this movie. I'm, like, I just want to see more Kathleen Turner. For sure, this. yeah. Anyway, um, so Birdie's there, and she's upset. And she can't, like, go over, and, like, her family is all, like, not letting her talk to Chip and stuff. Um, and they keep walking, and there's, like, a photographer there. And she, they, you know. And, uh, and, like, Misty's on it. Misty has a moment. Yeah. Like, she's, like, posing, like, putting her hair up. Like, yes. And he asks if uh, she's serial mom, and Chip is impressed. And the detective says that she's, like, heading in. And the family sits at a pew. And everyone's, like, trying to move away from them. <laughs> and Birdie's upset, and Scotty is pissed, and the photographer and Misty make eyes at each other, and the lab report comes in, and it's confirmed to match the prints and the weapon to the poker. So we're back inside, so they can, like, start to bust her, mm-hmm. basically. So we're back inside the church, and the priest is preaching about how capital punishment should be allowed since Jesus didn't speak out against it, and I was throwing up on a cross. Right. Love it. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a perfect representation of fanatical... Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like, well, Jesus didn't say capital punishment was bad on the cross, so obviously it's okay. Sermon over. Ten points for, <laughs> for me. Peace out. Peace out. I like when John Waters discusses religion. Or he's like, nope, you guys are dumb. Here's why. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Next. Oh, I haven't heard, it's like, oh, no, I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't worry. I have a little bit of commentary for you, too. Yeah. You're terrible. Yeah. Uh, police come in and everyone's like starts prayer like this prayer and like Beverly sneezes a loogie on a baby and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting and people lose their goddamn minds. The baby screams, the mom screams, and like, everyone screams. <laughs> everyone screams, pearls are clutched, it is a moment. It is a moment and a half. They're yeah. all running. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they're running to, no. they're just running. Yeah. <laughs> Beverly is trying to run, and then, like, Chip and Birdie help her escape in the chaos, and we run to Scotty's car, and we find a key, and, like, I hide inside, and Beverly asks if she needs a lawyer, and Chip says she needs an agent. And oh, she, like, smiles. Oh, an agent. Yeah, Chip is on it. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's smart. He's a smart cookie. Yeah. And they drive off. So Scotty yells after the car. Um, Eugene and Misty come out of the church, and the reporter photographer is, like, asking if he thinks Beverly is the killer. And he says, uh, she's missing and he's worried sick. He's so, like, he cares about her and he loves her so much. And this part, again, just reminded me of Grace and Frankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love her. I love him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, the photographer, Howell, takes a shot, takes several shots. Misty and Eugene is like, get in the car. <laughs> like, God damn it, not right now. So Chip, Birdie, and Beverly, are they go to the video store. And inside, there's a cut of... Cut out of <gasps> death, death becomes her. her. Can't escape this movie, and I love it. I know, and I'm fairly certain because of the presence of both Joan Crawford and Death Becomes Her, this movie might be what connects us all. Like, yeah, I think this is it. This is the ultimate. You know how you have the Dark Tower in the Stephen King universe? This is like the Dark Tower. Yeah, this connects all the dots, guys. Right, Joan exactly. Crawford, Straight Jacket, Death Becomes Her. Super Whatever nice. happened to baby Jane. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all connected. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um, so that excited me. I was very happy. So they hide her like in this back room area and a customer comes in, this awful woman. And 
she wants the musical Annie. So, and she's returning ghost dad and says she loves Bill Cosby pictures. Oh my God. Of course she does. She says she has to rewind the tapes and Beverly looks angry and customer says she doesn't feel like it. And Chip charges a dollar for her not rewinding. Anyway, this is all leading up to the fact that like she must rewind her movies. Yeah. And and she will end you if you don't. And then she says, keep the change. You son of a psycho. (gasps) The list. She's on the list. Yep. Yeah. And I love Chip says it's the influence of all these family films, right, Mom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Beverly <laughs> and they look up the customer's address and run out just to be safe. And it's uh, a Miss Jensen, so thank God it's not an S name. I know, seriously. Thank you. So <laughs> Scotty comes up. We see like them run off and like Scotty running up and I'm like, okay, great. So then we cut to Miss Jensen with the sandwich and she's like singing to watch Annie and she's singing along, you know, to the sun will come out tomorrow oh, or yeah. whatever. Super and Beverly annoying. breaks a window in the door to come into the house. Miss Jensen doesn't hear her and she like shushes her dog. And Miss Je- this is real gross. Miss Jensen sings Annie and quiets her dog by having the dog lick her feet. It's really gross. It's it's, super, it's perverse. Gross. It's disgusting. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, lick him up. Lick him, lick him, lick him. And I'm like, oh, no. I didn't like it. And Chip and Birdie run up to the house, and Scotty sees them, and Chip is, like, lifting Birdie to look in the window. And, uh, Beverly's befriended the dog in the kitchen, so it shuts the fuck up. Um, as Miss Jensen is singing along, and Scotty's on top of the next door. So he's, like, climbed up the garage mm-hmm. on the next door so he can, like, look through the window. Um, and Beverly starts to enter with a knife and raise the knife but stops and then Chip and Brody can't like can't keep looking through the window they're like trading off um to Beverly comes back into the kitchen grabs like this leg of lamb yeah it was like this meat yeah because uh, she needs I, variety to her homicide I like it a lot yeah it's good and then it's like also really smart though because like if she beats her to death and then she feeds it to the dog there you go like getting rid of the evidence exactly it's good homicide 101 <laughs> so then she starts beating the shit out of Miss Jensen with to it. To the beat of the song. So yeah. it's rhythmically portrayed. Yeah. Rhythmically. And Kathleen Turner's sort of mouthing the words to it. Yeah. Like, Cause I'm sure she Because I'm sure she likes Annie as well. And after being the crap out of this woman, she goes, Rewind! Yeah. Well, push you the button. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Scotty saw all of this, and Beverly Heathan looks up, sees him through the window, grabs the knife, and runs after him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bertie and Chip are still trying to see through the window. Bertie now gets lifted up, sees the blood on the TV screen, comes back down, says, not like the horror movies, it was brown, not red, but it's clearly red. So, Scotty's running down the street with Beverly in hot pursuit. This scene cracked me up. It was like a midday, mm-hmm. bright as fuck out. With this woman just running after this, like, young teenager with a knife. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's great. It's really ridiculous. She does. She She looks like a housewife, just. Oh, yeah, like her little polka dot dress, but with the knife and just running. Running. (laughs) It is absurd. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Mm -hmm. So Scotty gets back to his car at the video store, and Beverly shouts, Wear your seatbelt! As she stabs through the roof of his convertible. Yeah, because Beverly is done with people not behaving and doing what they should. (laughs) She is done with them not obeying the laws of kind and polite society. That's true. I get it. Beth. She's I mean, a hero. Yeah. And he drives off. She takes a van at knife point and chases Scotty. This is also really great. Yeah. He just comes up to a random van and goes, get out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
I like it. Yeah. Um, Chip and Birdie find Misty and Eugene in a stop sign, randomly, and they ask if they've seen Mom, and Scotty's car then drives by, and then the van drives by, and I'm like, there, he, there she is. Yeah. Uh, so they all get into Eugene's car, and they, like, chase the van. Yeah. And then the detectives report in where Serial Mom is, and she's armed and begins to chase all of the, the family. It's like this big old chase scene, and Scotty's freaked out, and Scotty gets out. Oh, so he gets out of the club, and Beverly gets in line with the knife. Like, mm-hmm. I, like the knife is out, and yeah. she's, like, trying to shove it into her right, bag. Right, her, like, pretty little purse, you know, because, like, oh, this isn't very nice. I should put this away. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, oh, oh, this isn't subtle at all. Yeah. And I'm like, does the knife even fit in that? Like, I don't matter. think it did. It doesn't matter. I loved it, though. Just like, oh, dear, dear me. It's really good. Um... I'm like, very casual, Beverly. And then we're in, like, this rock scene club with a band called Camel Lips, which cracked me the fuck up. I so these people, that. these women were wearing super tight pants, showing off their camel toe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're called Camel Lips. Yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is very John Waters. Yes. Love it. It was perfect. I loved it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, what a mess. And I wrote, this movie is a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The people in line recognize Beverly, and so does the bouncer, and they all let her in. And I was like, okay. Um, And Scotty is being, like, tossed around, and the family arrives at the club to find Beverly, and Scotty gets um, on stage with the band member, 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 hits him in the stomach with her guitar. Mm -hmm. And then he turns, and Beverly pulls out her knife. And Beverly decides, like, not to cut him. She just, like, cuts a rope, and a row of lights fall on Scotty. And then the police arrive. And it's funny because it falls on him. And then after that, is is that not when she finds the, the hairspray that she randomly has on her? Because yeah. all of us ladies, I'm not going to lie, we do all carry the not travel size, large size hairsprays. <laughs> I was, like, assuming that it's probably one of the band members. But I like your idea that oh. she's just carrying it around in her purse. Because her hair is <laughs> her, her perfect oh, coiffure is never yeah. unaddressed. So and I like how she pulls it out and she's like, okay. Bye 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 bye. <laughs> she goes, buckle up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, anytime I hear Kathleen Turner's voice, it makes me happy. Right? She's just so, it's so good. Pussy willows, Scotty. <laughs> um, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, so she blows fire into his face with the spray can with a lighter in front, and he begins running around on stage on fire, and the police are shocked. And the family is surprised. The crowd loves it. And one of the band members spits alcohol on him to light the flame more. And I was like, what's going on? I love it. As you do when you're, because rock and roll. Yes. Yeah. And if you're a member of Camel Lips. That's um, what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Beverly comes down to party and waves to the family and is immediately arrested. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yeah. They're like, we, we literally witnessed this. Jail. <laughs> Jail. It's, it's jail time now. And then the crowd starts chanting, Serial Mom! Serial Mom! Oh yeah, because they all love her. I love how the youngins love her. She's become this icon. She's like against the man. Yeah. Right? yeah. They're like, yeah, she's a feminist hero. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to deny that. So we, we jump ahead five months later mm-hmm. and we're at court proceedings and they're going to start and Beverly comes in. She's like greeting the jurors and saying hi to her family. And she's like checking on the kids. She's like, are you all doing your homework? Mm-hmm. 
And the judge says to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> She's cheery as ever. Her demeanor has not changed. She's on At the all. bus singing and just probably annoying the person sitting next to her because she's just singing so chirpily with her pearls and her perfect little dress complimenting the jurors outfits she is Uh, beverly is always beverly yeah she's always on yeah always on um prosecutor says she killed six people and beverly starts to count them on her fingers (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's such a great bit of detail like she's just like like, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that, that, right. that tracks. Okay. I almost forgot about, but I, no, I did yeah, that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I almost, yeah, okay. It's really good. It's really good. And then um, her lawyer is like, no, 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 stop counting. Like, okay, <laughs> um, It's really funny. Mm-hmm. And then Chip says they kind of deserved it. And then, <laughs> which made me laugh too. Yeah. I was like, this is all really great. Yeah. And then um, the prosecutor says she's not a woman, but a monster. And Beverly notices a juror with white shoes and is angry about mm. it. Mm, 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 and then she mm. writes a note for her lawyer and it says, juror number eight is wearing white shoes after Labor Day. Just the, offen- the offensiveness. It can't, I mean, it's just call hung jury now. Right? It's just all of them. Yeah. It's Honestly, who let this continue as far as it has? You can't find good work these days. Seriously. Um, so her lawyer says Beverly Sufton. I think that's her last. I think that's like the first time I ever heard her last name in this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> might be wrong. I always it's just say insane. Beverly. 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 I mean, that's all. I mean, I was like, yeah. yeah. Um, is insane. Yes, she committed these crimes, but that doesn't make her a bad person. Obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just love it. Like, come on, guys. And then she, Beverly interrupts all of this, and she's like, I would like to fire my lawyer and represent myself. Um, she pleads not guilty. Basically, everyone's like, don't do that. You'll be in trouble, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. she finally gets her way. Mm-hmm. Um, so the prosecutor calls, Dot, like in the next scene, prosecutor calls Dottie and asks about obscene phone calls and put her voice, and she like puts her put the voice together with the calls and Beverly asks if um, Dottie drinks and she says no, but she was drinking when Rosemary Beverly and she were all together and she drinks socially. So you admit it. You just lied. Yeah. And she, no, I don't. You bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she just, and it's great because she's smart. Beverly is really, really smart and she's just poking. She's just hitting every single little nerve. And then even that the one part where she just mouths, fuck you at her, just like all this little stuff. Like she's just getting at Dottie. Yeah. And Dottie responds to that with, fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Dottie's like no chill at all. Mrs. Hinkle, are you insane? (laughs) You motherfucker. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Dottie was great. Oh, yeah. And then the judge holds Dottie in contempt and Bev turns and winks at Eugene. Mm-hmm. He just looks completely like befuddled. You can tell he's like, should I leave? Should I stay? Should, <laughs> should I-, I be happy about this? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, it's it's perfect. So outside the courthouse, Misty and Howell are selling cereal mom merch, and I was like, smart. Yeah. Hey. And they they are they not entrepreneurs? Smart. I mean, taking advantage. You are, you know, taking advantage of a situation. I get that. I mean, yeah, I would. Yeah. So Chip is on the phone with Chip, with Geraldo. <laughs> I 
mean, some of these things, some of these references have not aged well. Oh, God. I laughed. I was like, oh, God. Bill Cosby and Geraldo. I'm just like, what's happening? Yeah. What's this? What's going on? And then um, some guy taps him on the shoulder and he punches Chip in the face and says, Beverly killed his brother. It's Carl's brother and is easily calmed down by Chip with with discussion about TV rights and how Suzanne Summers is interested in playing his mom. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, who do you want to play your brother? Who do you want to play Yeah, I love how immediately that, that tactic works. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, tis the time, right? I guess. Mm-hmm. Sad. So, Smoker is on the stand, the, the pothead mm-hmm. Smoker, the teenager, you know. Um, but is not testifying well because she's high all the time, apparently. Yeah, she's living that stoner life. And jury member is still wearing white shoes, and the smoker says, it was blue. The car was blue. Blue. It was a blue car. It was, like, blue, man. It was blue. Yeah, blue, yeah. So she does a real shit job. So basically, like, that testi- like, testimony is sort of, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> um, and then the prosecutor discussed books they found with the detectives. Um, so she looks behind her and she sees the garbage men friends mm-hmm. as she asks what reading material they might find in the detective's trash. Um, and she says last night they found in his garbage can, this magazine chicks with dicks and the room laughs. And I was like, uh, not aged well. Yeah. That didn't age well at all. No. Like, no, don't like this. Yeah. I was like, Oh boy, John. Yeah. That was, yeah, it was a, that was a rough one. I forgot about this part. Honestly, I think I forget about it every time because to me it just. Well, yeah, it's upsetting. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the 90s were a different time, but it's also like, even then, let's not. Yeah. Could have done without it. You know, so. It could have been been just pornography without that kind of specific label added on. Exactly. And without making a joke out of anatomy like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't age well. Not good. Yeah. Um, so sorry about that guys. Yeah. Um, but I didn't write it. Disclaimer, but, disclaimer, disclaimer on that. Absolutely. Yeah. It didn't, it's not great. So <laughs> hmm, he's pissed. And Beverly says not to judge a person by what they read, which that's a nice message. True. I just wish it didn't accompany like, well, it's a nice message, but it's like, why should that be something to be judged? Yeah. Like, why is that? It's bad. It's, yeah, exactly. It's bad. No, the whole, everything about it is bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. So just pretend that scene doesn't happen. Anyway, yeah. so <laughs> you can, you can basically skip that scene. It's fine. Um, so Rosemary is testifying next and is holding the poker, which seems odd to me. It's not in the bag. It's just, well, it's a, I mean, of course it's totally odd and absolutely not what they would do in proper court. This whole thing is absurd and over the top and not following the rules. So I figured whatever, sure. They're holding it fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's the only one who is holding the item, though, and it's like a tag on it. Yeah. Like, uh, Exhibit 7. It's okay, like, we put know, a like, tag on it. It's cool, guys. It's cool. It's cool. I was like, what's this? Yeah. Um, I was like, okay. So she says she saw the poker 30 minutes later. I guess it, you know, went away, and then she saw it 30 minutes later, and Carl was dead, and it was covered in blood and gore. <laughs> She's really obsessed with gore. Yeah. So Bev says that Carl bought the Fabergé egg Rosemary wanted, and he died. Because of her. The pee missing was from her premiere magazine, and her scissors were in Mrs. Sterner's stomach. <sighs> Beverly knew what she was doing. <laughs> she did. Yeah. She set her up a lot. Yeah. yeah. She goes, Mrs. Ackerman, do you recycle? <laughs> and then everyone 
basically draws in their breath and she says, no. And then everyone gasps. I don't have room in my kitchen. It's like the worst possible thing a human being could do in this city. I was like, how do you not have room in your kitchen? Yeah. It's just, it's great. Just like the scandal of it all is perfect. I mean, I recycle and I have no room. Yeah. (laughs) God. Anyway, (laughs) she should go to prison forever. Yeah. Um, So the young detective is now testifying and he saw Scotty dying. And then Suzanne Summers arrives and distracts the entire room. Yeah. And it's actual Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers in this movie. Yeah, it's great. And she shows up wearing this like little fur coat and that LA hat that is still popular to this day, looking so Hollywood. Just like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Love it. And she has like a Beverly Hills shirt on. I'm like, I like this a lot. It's cute. I like it. It's very good. And then Marvin Pickles. It's the only full name we get in this entire movie. I love his name, Marvin and Pickles. He's the guy from the glory hole, and he's like called in, and he's in the bathroom again, writing, I sniff Jury's underpants on the stall wall. He's got that marker <laughs> with him. He's never without his bathroom stall marker. You gotta have your tools on yeah. hand. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he's never, he's always prepared. He just like, he forgot, he didn't bring the drill because it would have set off the metal detector. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. So he had to do, he, he worked with what he had. I mean, that's all you can do. Right, exactly, you yeah. Do your best, Martin Pickles. Exactly. So this part's weird. In this movie, that's, <laughs> in this movie, that's saying a lot. I fucking so love this part. <laughs> I love this part. So Beverly opens her legs under the table so Marvin can see somewhat of what's going oh, on. Oh, yeah, because they're questioning him about who did you see in the stall next to you. And he's about to answer. And Beverly, being the little genius that she is, just distracts him. Just like fatal attraction times a thousand. And I love how the music has the drum going bum, bum, <laughs> bum. Every time her legs are at that like nice like 180 degree angle. And yeah. it just it fucking cracks me up because it's so lewd. <laughs> I love it's it. So it's so good. <laughs> she's, doing, she's like swinging her legs, open and close, open and close, open and close, yeah. open and close. And he's completely distracted by it. And he's like all into her crotch area. Yeah. And he says, he's never seen Beverly before in his life. It's fine. And then I was like, is he bisexual? Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, great. Great bisexual representation. I was about, I was about to say, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, he wanted to suck some dick and then he likes to look at her. Like, I was like, great. Yeah. I mean, it's not great no. bisexual representation, but it's definitely bisexual representation. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think maybe he's like, he gets off being in public about it. Maybe. Maybe, maybe he's mean, a voyeur. He just likes the whole exposition. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, a voyeur, yeah. Angle. There you go. That's a possibility. Because he likes public restroom. Yeah. He likes seeing it, her doing whatever but like in a public setting right maybe a lawyer of some kind or an exhibitionist there you go yeah yeah and he completely lost it you know when he it was we were in a court of justice <laughs> that's why he couldn't answer and he's like just kidding never mind uh so the prosecution rests and beverly says nothing was proven and defense rests also and then the room celebrates yeah and then like we have like this little snippet of like suzanne saying she's innocent 
Oh my right. gosh. And it's great because Suzanne is being interviewed outside and she's saying how like Beverly is a feminist hero. And, you know, I'm just going to do such a good job when I portray her in the televised movie. I, mean, I love how they just aren't shy. Not even, I would say that they are shy, but they totally bring in and play up the aspect of a sensational crime when the media gets involved. Like, yes, 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 yes. yes. So good. And then the prosecutor, prosecutor says she's an an excellent, or she says that she's like an addition to the murderer card pack or something. And I was like, sure. And then Beverly is saying like her final statement and Misty and Howell are sucking face on each other. Like just going to town. Teenager. To yeah. 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 All I ask is that you find innocent, me innocent of all these terribly untrue charges. And then we get like this great reenactment of this, but Suzanne Summer is saying it. I'm oh. like, so two two days later, the verdict comes out, and Beverly notices the jurors' shoes again. She is wearing um, those white shoes, you guys. Honey, bring a change of shoes. For heaven's sake, anyway, like, have some respect. So they find her not guilty, and then the room celebrates, and the family says to bring her home, I guess. And then Misty says, "Try not to get her, on, try not to get on her nerves." Yeah. Um, to howl, and then the family exits with Suzanne Summers. And Beverly hands Eugene the flowers and follows the juror with the white shoes to the payphone. Beverly hangs up the phone and says, you can't wear white shoes after Labor Day. Mm-mm-mm. And then the juror responds, that's not true anymore. Fashion has changed. changed. I love that. I like the, the <laughs> conviction there. Fashion has changed. And this is everyone. This is Patty Hearst playing this juror. And then Beverly says, yes. Yes, it is. Didn't your mother ever tell you? And then it hits her in the phone. Hits oh, her she in the just face. beats her <laughs> mercilessly. Oh, wait. And then after she gets hit the first time, she goes, please, fashion has changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And Beverly says, no, it hasn't. Beats the shit out of her with the phone. Yeah. And I like this a lot. Yeah. And then she comes up and Suzanne's like pulling her in to take a photo. She goes back like, okay, I've committed my homicide. I took care of the situation. Okay. I can go back to the cameras now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, don't wear white shoes after Labor Day. Yeah. yeah for God's sake. Uh, but Beverly is not loving it. And Suzanne Summers said, and then she goes, she turns to Suzanne Summers and she goes, Suzanne Summers, this is my bad side. <laughs> Liked it a lot. See, that was my favorite line in the movie because they keep trying to take the pictures and she's trying to, they're trying to get their good sides. And that was my favorite line. It's, it's, I mean, they're, yes. I feel like it summarizes, for me, it summarizes the the gist of the movie pretty well. Oh, Pussy Willow's daughter. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's so stupid. Um, One of the other jurors finds the dead juror and screams, and Suzanne looks freaked, and Beverly looks proud. Like, ha, 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 ha. And we get a final caption under Beverly's face that says, Beverly Sufton refused to cooperate with the making of this film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I loved it. Oh, this movie is so good. Oh, so. I love it. Thank you so much for suggesting it. I loved oh, it. I'm so happy you liked it. I mean, yeah. how could you not? It was exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. So good. Uh, yes. So. So. Yes. I don't even know how to rate this because Gosh. I think it's just so perfect. I know. Oh, you did have a good question, though. Before oh. we go, before we even rate it. Yes. You asked... Did, do you think Sarah's mom killed in the past or were her transgressions minor, like the phone calls? How 
do you think we are like seeing the real manifestation of her killing? You know what? As we were talking about it, I think so. I think her crimes before then may have been like the phone calls, harassing, maybe a little bits of violence here and there. But I think this may have been the first time she elevated to murder. You know, yeah. I think I think finally just it snapped. Like that teacher, the teacher being rude about her son, her son that she raised. Oh no, because she had more to fight for this time. Before she didn't have a family. This time she had a family to stand up for. That's true. You know, that's my that's my feelings. How about yourself? Um, yeah, no, I think she definitely didn't escalate until like now that we're with her because I don't think she's super awesome at hiding it. So I think <laughs> she would have thought. <laughs> that's another point. Yeah. Um, but also I think what really set her off was Dottie. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe at that point in her life, you know, things were going well. She came across polite people, but then Dottie fucking Dottie had to go. And Rosemary, like not recycling every day. And like, all these things just like built on her. Her her life was forced into this chaos with all these terrible people who did all these horrible, selfish things. And what else is a woman supposed to do? I mean, seriously. Yeah, seriously. Single them all. So. So. How many pussy willows? Yes. (laughs) You know, I think I would have to give this movie three and a half out of five pussy willows. (laughs) Dottie. (laughs) It's a great introduction. If you've never seen a John Waters movie, this would be the, I, you know, I have to say, I've been a fan of his and I'm shocked that I hadn't seen this movie until recently. This is such an awesome example of his work. Anytime you have a story that takes suburbia and flips it and is a satire on it, you're going to have a good time. And I just, I love the humor in it. Kathleen Turner is a, is fucking amazing. I love her. And yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. How about yourself? Is a rock star. She's so good. Um, yeah, I think three and a half pussy willows, Dottie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is, I think, legitimately one of my favorite John Waters movies. Yay! I think, like, I mean, this and, like, Hairspray right. are just, like, just so good. They're yeah. so good. Um, I mean, he's a rock star. And anything with, like, Divine, she's great. Oh, my but, gosh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add except yeah. that I think Kathleen Turner. I mean, these these four people these four like made like the core of the family mm-hmm. are just so good in this movie. They're all like knocking it out of the park. It's been, it's a really fun, fun movie. Totally agree. It's well made and it's just, it's a fucking fun time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. So Giselle, what are we doing next time? <laughs> next time we are talking about blade Trinity. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's um, that's a Giselle pick, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is a Giselle pick. <laughs> it's a Giselle pick. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I haven't seen it since the first time. So, oh my gosh! Wow. I know. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> that's one and done. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you as uh, always. Uh, please rate, review, please subscribe, subscribe, all that yeah. fun stuff. Tell, tell your, your dotties. Tell your dotties. Tell your Beverly's. Tell your Rosemary's. Yes. Pussy willows, dottie. Dottie. Yes. Everyone, remember to recycle. Don't steal parking spots. And we will talk to you next time.
Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.